0: The ground was hard, cold, and damp beneath him. He came to slowly, feeling the rustle of leaves around him and feeling a chill breeze against his arms that made his breath shake and his body quiver. He focused straight ahead, staring down the length of his own bare legs to his toes, now bluish in tone. As he registered his nakedness, He watched orange and russet and gold leaves eddying away, a small tornado rushing up against the chain link fence that separated the schoolyard from the street. He was inside, looking out, and his surroundings came into full focus with a rush of recognition Twin Oaks Elementary School. Shit, he whispered, cold panic flooding through his veins. He tried to leap to his feet and smacked his head against the metal pole behind him. Yowling in pain, he momentarily saw stars and squinched his eyes closed. He heard something fluttering overhead and opened one eye to see a woven basketball hoop dancing in the stiff breeze. He was sitting on the concrete basketball court, he realized, and the ache in his arms was because they were bound behind him, around the pole. His wrists throbbed from the pressure. His flesh pinched from the hard bindings. Gulping in fear, he could feel his heart galloping inside his chest. He was inside the playground, tied to a pole, at the school where he was employed. Blinking, jerking his body around, his eyes frantically searched his surroundings for an answer. He realized belatedly that he did have some clothing on his boxer shorts nothing else. That bitch, that bitch who'd zapped him with the stun gun. She'd done this, tied him here on purpose. What had she said when he'd asked her who the hell she was? What had she said? I'm lucky. Christ, oh my God. Jesus Christ, oh God. If the kids saw him like this, the staff, how would he explain it? what could he do? My God! My God! He strained against the bindings and slowly got his feet under him with an effort, tiny bits of dirt and gravel digging into his soles. Straining, he slid his arms up the pole until he was at his full height. But that put his upper body above the hedge outside the chain-link fence and made him more visible to the street. Did he want to be seen in the hope that someone would help him? Hell no. He sank back down to the ground with a thud, jarring his tailbone. His teeth chattered spasmodically. He couldn't stop them. He was freezing and shuddering with fear. There was a placard around his neck. With dread he looked down, knowing what it said, strangely hoping he had it wrong. Though he'd written it himself, because she'd forced him to. Dipping his chin, he could make out the bottom words. I can't have. And it wrung a tortured cry from his soul. That fucking bitch. She'd done this to him. She'd made him drink the drug that had knocked him out, and now he cringed inside, recalling the way he'd begged her to let him go, pleaded with her for mercy. She'd strapped him into the passenger seat of his own van when he'd been disabled by the shock, tying him down and when he'd feebly fought her, she'd zapped him again. But he'd refused to drink her concoction, wasn't going to let her take her damn abduction to another level, wouldn't do it. So, she'd held up the gun and pressed the button, and he'd heard the crackle, smelled the scent of dangerous electricity, seen the determination in her eyes. He'd babbled on and on, promising her things he would never deliver on, anything to be set free, He told her that she had the wrong man. Whatever her deal was, he wasn't the right guy. There was some error here. She must realize that, right? Her answer had been a hard, no mistake, Stefan. And he'd gone slack-jawed at the sound of his own name. She knew him? She'd specifically targeted him?